Yo. Yo, what up, son? Yo. Shorty! It's it's Hey, <laughs> yo, what up, man? It's your man D. That was welcome to another episode of Fun Bucket Protocol, which lately has been bi-weekly. <laughs> yo, what's going on? What's what's going on out there? Did, did you miss me? Miss you? Yes, I. Yes, you did. Yes, you. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Good to, good to be back. Good to see you, Billy Ho. What movie is that from? Anyone? Anyone? Good to see you, Billy Ho. Ah, uh, look, I'm trying to think. Oh, White Man Can't Jump, which I heard they're remaking, which they probably should just leave alone. But if you're going to remake it, my man Joseph Bessie is pretty nice. Um, in basketball, and he is a white boy. Um, I'm not sure if Bessie can jump, but no, he can, uh, can ball and he has an illmatic jump shot. Feel me? Feel me? Come with me. Hey man, uh, shout out to everybody that's listening, all the listeners, all the fun monkey fans. It's always good to uh, good to see you or hear hear from you. Thanks for the love and the comments, support. Uh, and uh, let's get right to it. Here, so here's the thing, right? I was. In, in pondering, people don't realize what work goes into uh, um, doing one of these um, wonderful podcasts. However, there is some pre-production. Yes, there is some pre-production that does go into it. Um, and, and so, you know, I usually take my little notes, right, jot down my little notes. So I, I like to... Have an idea of where we're going. That way we can land the plane um, accordingly when need be. And so I, you know, I jotted down notes and then thinking about what I was going to talk about. I had a couple of things, but then I was also on Facebook. Here's how it started, right? Real quick, make sure you uh, comment, subscribe, like all that, share. Do what you need to do. As we get right to it, um, yeah. So, my man, yeah, I put his name out there. Very uh, funny, up and coming comedian, Vladimir Camano. Is it Camano or Camano? I think Camano. Anyway, my man Vlad, um, who just had a, a deal to develop a uh, TV show. Um, I want to say maybe CBS or NBC, or was it ABC? I don't remember. It was a network, major network. Saw him at uh, New Faces in Montreal, Just for Labs Comedy Festival. And, you know, decided, hey, you know what? We choose you. We want to make a show with you. And whether the show happened or not, he still had it. So big him up, big up Vlad for, for doing that, right? So Vlad just recently... Did an episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live. Jimmy Kimmel has been, um, you know, even more supportive as of late. Uh, as far as supporting comedians and giving comedians burn on his show. Um, stand-ups specifically. Um, as all, all late nights. I mean, late night television has, has always thrived off of giving um, both new as well as established comics a platform to express and to showcase 
their stand-up. Um, you know, most notably the Tonight Show. Uh, they they've always whether whether Jack Parr or or um, Johnny Carson or Leno, um, and now Jimmy, giving giving burn to comics. And, and so uh, they um they you know Jimmy Kimmel is no different than the rest of them and and has shown shown love because oftentimes many of the um the hosts actually came from stand up uh, notably uh, Letterman and Leno um, even Arsenio you know uh, Joan Rivers um, you know the, the 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 list goes on. Hmm? Uh, Conan. Well, Conan O'Brien was more uh, a comedy writer that, you know, sort of gravitated into stand-up. He was always a performer, but he was more a writer. But they all, um, they all, they all have stand-up in their blood. So that's beautiful that they gave, gave have given so many, and myself included, stand-ups uh, opportunities, and most recently Vlad. So. My man Pete Lee, who actually just did, who had a killer set on um, the Tonight Show, um, uh, yeah, he uh, he wound up reposting my man Vlad's uh, set from the Kimmel Show, which I remember when Vlad did it because uh, I think Vlad posted on Instagram that he was uh, that he was doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, good, congratulations. I didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, meaning to eventually get to it, which I ultimately did because Pete Lee reposted it. So I just happened to be online and Pete Lee reposted it. And so um, so I watched it this morning. I was like, oh, go ahead, Vlad did his thing. You know, had a, had a, had a good set. And um, the shoot had 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 a, let me put this this way, had a great set because it was a TV opportunity um had a had a good stand up set did he kill no he didn't kill but he had a good set because it was an opportunity it was on a major network uh television and and so he um you know that's a great opportunity and great set and as far as on the scale of of one to 10 i say like a, a, about an 8 he got he got got a b if 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 we're critiquing which is a perfect segue hmm? right um so i watch the set i'm proud of my man i'm like yo good uh good job yo when i tell you how miserable <laughs> people are yo hold up son i i almost need to re revisit the uh the comment section because of the Scathing reviews that people were giving uh, Vlad on his on his performance, which no, which you came to, you didn't have to. Nobody told you you better go. You better go watch Vladimir Kamado, or or you gonna die, right? They <laughs> these bars were going in, dope, and I was more okay. So I'm biased because. Um, you know we're friends, and and so look, I just so I just pulled up the um, I had to pull up the the set, right? And you too can uh, check it out. 
stand-up comedy from Vladimir Camano. Uh, V-L-A-D-I-M-I-R-C-A-A-M-A-N-O. Uh, you can put the N with the little uh, the soup. I don't know what that's called. I'm sure there's a name of it. And he's gotten 30,000 views already. Uh, and Jimmy Kimmel Live has 9.3 million subscribers. So that's a good look for Vlad. And the, the first, the first, the first comment I read, right? The first, um, first I notice that there are 534 uh, thumbs up and 94 thumbs down, right? That's, that's number one. But the first comment I, I read from Cad Guru 78 who's a, a, some guru of CADs, evidently. He's the 78th one, or that was his birth year. That act needs a little more polish. Maybe his brother can help him smooth out his delivery. Now, that wasn't terribly biting. It was it was criticism. Uh, but, but you also just quoted one of... Uh, Vlad's joke, so I, I'm taking that one maybe as tongue-in-cheek because he referred to a joke about how uh, Vlad saying how smooth his brother is. Then the one under it, this guy isn't funny. The brother, then someone under that. The brother part sliding out was quite funny, though. Agree with you generally, though. And here's here's my my issue with it all is that um, who, who are any of these people? To, um, to, 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 <laughs> to, to go in on dudes, one of dudes' big breaks. You know, like, what the, what the fuck, man? You know, <laughs> what, what, what the funk? So anyway, my, 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 my point is, we, we, we live in this, uh, we live in amidst the culture of, of, of critics. And and when did this happen? I and the reason I question is because it, it's I mean, it's gotten out of hand. I've had to check my children and tell them, yo, let that that person's whether it's American Idol, American Idol Talent, um X Factor, don't watch the voice. That's not, that's not, never, never was into the voice because to me, the voice is more about the judges than the, uh, than the talent. And these are talent shows. Um, but I, I've, I've had to check, check the, the children's, the, the kitties. Um, and, uh, and tell them, listen, you know, it's, it's so, I mean, these shows are presented to, um, to, I guess, give people an opportunity to to judge and to and to hate. I mean, there's a lot of hate spewing going back and forth, right? Uh, um, and it it just it's it's breeded this this whole contentious uh, society where everyone feels like their opinion matters and they have to weigh in. And it's it's saddening, um, and uh, yeah, I just I I I just as as both the talent and as a, a sort of someone that does comment on things, uh, both in in my personal life and professionally, because really that's that's what uh, uh, 
anyone, I, I, I won't say anyone that speaks in public, but um, most entertainers that are paying attention to what's going on, you are, what's going on? You are some form of a cultural critic um, at, at some point, um, um, you know, in, in what you do. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm I'm having problems um formulating my my opine but my point being everybody yeah your opinion doesn't matter <laughs> That's funny Oh shoot oh, I'm sorry man um yeah because it, you know what it 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 opened up it opened up me really paying more attention. There's actually a bit in this, which I'm now going to work on because it made me ponder where did it all sort of um, stem from? You know, I remember Showtime at the Apollo years ago. That Showtime at the Apollo to me was one of those uh, places in the late 80s, early 90s, you really saw saw a, an audience take control of um, of someone's future, right? Prior to that, prior to that, I recall in, in my youth, them, the gong show, which I heard they're bringing back, and it's just never going to be the same without. Chuck Barry will be right back with more stuff. Uh, <laughs> the gong show... For those that don't know, I mean, it, it, it sounds rather self-explanatory, but The Gong Show was a show aired in the late 70s. Now, looking back, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it had its roots in um, in Asia and the idea was, was uh, I was going to say stolen, but no, not stolen, but sampled <laughs> from from Asia, you know, from, from Japan or China and some TV executive um, uh, some some executive was uh, attempting to say oh you know what I saw in in, in the Far East when I went on this uh, this great this great uh, trip I saw um, I saw this 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 show there's a now picture a gong you know that's what we think of when we think of over there. <laughs> A gong bong. What if we have a talent show where people come out and if we like them, we let them win. They don't really win too much. Maybe some money, but if they don't, the, the trick is we put on some really terrible artists, some really terrible talent, and then we let the judges gong them. And then, and that, then you know what? Now that I think about it, that's what the voice is. The voice they flipped the gong show and made it about the judges. Cause that's really what the, uh, uh, that's really what the voice is about. And the gong show was about, it was about the tension and, and, and you know, seeing, seeing, um, how the audience, how the judges react to the performers. Um, uh, let me see. I'm, I'm thinking the gong show. Gong show. What other shows? Were there any talent shows? Like you had, you had Dance Fever. 
which was a byproduct of a, of a long-going disco era that lasted uh, some years afterwards. Y'all remember Danny Terrio? <laughs> um, and, uh, hold on. <clears throat> we were experiencing technical difficulties, so I apologize for that. My my point is, it, it is of the um, utmost to let people, you got to give people a chance to grow. Have y'all ever seen Lauren Hill on, um, in the audience boo her on Showtime at the Apollo? Y'all, and Lauren was a little girl. Yo, this was not L Boogie yet. This was Lauren. Maybe she had pigtails. Maybe a little ponytail. They, yo, that old lady, I wanted to, I remember seeing that. I wanted to kick that old lady. It, the old lady up front, there was an old lady used to sit up front. And I wanted to drop kick her. Because I, I was like, who decided that this, I've always been this way though, y'all. Let me, let me put that out there. I've always uh, had a problem with, uh, with just criticism for sake of criticizing. I, I don't, I've never had a problem with, with people offering constructive criticism. If it's going to help somebody grow, if it's going to help someone, uh, understand how to be better, become better. But I ain't, I ain't never, I ain't never been for, yo, 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 you corny. Well, if I'm corny, tell me how I can resolve that. Ain't no ain't no resolution to corny. Corny's just corny. You can't fix corny. <laughs> you know? That's how people act. Um So yeah, I, I just uh in 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 reading those comments, it made me realize that everyone uh everyone feels like their opinion's important and feels the need to weigh in. But, but why? Why? Because criticism is all around us, right? I mean like like I said, Showtime at the Apollo, American Idol. Yeah, and and then you think about social media. Social media has really enhanced it because you think of the various platforms and various platforms are all subtly or subliminally or not subliminally um, telling you that you need to judge, you need to offer or weigh in. Facebook asks, do you like this, uh, you like this post, this, this picture, you like it? Uh, they, they and they didn't give you options. They, they here's here's a thumbs up. If you like it, give it a thumbs up. You you want to approve? You know, yeah. They could at least put like <laughs> a hand like held held horizontally, going, eh, it's okay. But not instead, they gave a thumbs up. I I approve. They wanted you. They wanted you to find it. Hey, you find it. And then Twitter. Twitter took it one step further and they made it cool to plagiarize because you, 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 uh, here, you know, and everyone, everyone, like, think about how many times, many times I actually set this in motion for myself. I said, if I see, if I see a meme, right, if I see a meme, I like a meme the first one time, maybe even twice, if, if in case I'm not sure if I liked it the first time. But if I see the same meme, generated over and over like this there's uh there's one what's the meme with the uh with like a pack of lions is it a pack or a herd a herd of lions and, and you know saying something like uh you know surround yourself surround yourself with hunters you know or some some crap right uh and then there's another one that says a lot of y'all 
need to stop lying to yourselves. Y'all stop using me as as a meme like y'all are going out there and getting it. You know, that one's funny. But when I see a meme posted too much, I ain't liking everybody's version of it. I'm like the first one I saw and then everybody else is just following. And that's that's what I think that really came out of uh both Facebook with the share. See, share at least lets you know that it's definitely yours. Twitter has the has the repost and sometimes you have to you you don't just realize it's someone else's idea. You know what I mean? And so they made it almost cool to plagiarize with the with the retweet, which is which essentially saying, "Hey, you know, I like I like what you said, but I want to say to to so I'm gonna say it to my followers. I know it's your thought, but yeah, you know, I, I thought it too. I just never said it, but you know, since you said it, I agree. But I can't approve with the thumb, cause I don't have a thumb on Twitter, so I'm gonna steal it." And if people follow the trail, and maybe they'll see you wrote it first, and maybe follow you too. That's that's a, okay. Maybe I'll screenshot it. <laughs> maybe that's the screenshot. I'll screenshot it. That's where I could take a picture of it and repost it, and maybe I give you credit. Uh, maybe I don't. You never know. Then I can post it on all platforms as my own. Nobody will know. That's that's you know what it is. Here's what it is. We're a bumper sticker slogan community now everybody everybody's marketing I, I watched this thing on uh minimalists this documentary on um on netflix about minimalism and living life in, in a minimalistic uh fashion uh and on a on a well it made me realize uh they point out in this doc that you know, now advertisers go directly to children. It used to be advertisers advertised to parents, to mothers specifically, and and then it would filter down to children. Now they go right to kids. Now they know that children um, are on the, uh, the 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 iPads and the iPhones and the Droids. I always look. As a droid user, I always, I always feel like I have to, I have to, you know, include droid. <laughs> um, so yeah, they uh, they wind up um, advertising. So if the kids are playing, you know, I don't know, whatever the crush of candy is, whatever those games are, uh, they have little pop ups, little little ads that lead the kids to more. I remember my my cousin. Years ago, they went. They went on a road trip, and and after the road trip, uh, they so they went on a road trip, and I think um, my I guess he's my second cousin because my cousin's son was using. I don't know if he had a phone. If he was using his mother or his dad's phone, and they you know did like the whole Grand Canyon, the whole trip, the whole nine, and then. A month later, they had gone on the trip. They were gone for a week. They got back. They had like a thousand dollars in charges because he, <laughs> because I call him my nephew. He's my little cousin, but little nephew. Um, he wound up every time there was like he he needed coins or whatever. He was just paying, so he's like, oh, "I need coins," and that would just charge directly to the phone bill. 
and they didn't know and they didn't think to tell them that's that's a prime example of going right to the kids because they know the kids sometimes they they can use language that a child might not understand and next thing you know you have a thousand dollars in charges to uh Crush of Candy Incorporated. I know it's not called Crush of Candy, but I'm not, I'm not, I ain't advertising in case any children are, are listening to this. How about that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, but that's, that's what we do now. Every, everything, everything that we do now is, is attached to like your, mm, your slogan, your bumper sticker. Well, even myself, but I, but I may I I don't even try to hide it. Y'all y'all see my stuff posting on social media is is in promotion of of me in promotion of Dean Edwards and the Father Muck Protocol and Father Muck all these hashtags hashtag Father Muck and Funny Tour hashtag Father Muck and Protocol um, uh, and, and then you know hashtag road warriors you know all these all these labels that we wind up attaching all these sort of slogans that we attach to ourselves individually and communally you know so um you know hashtag black lives matter because i'm in support of the cause of black side black lives matter and then hashtag white lives matter too uh, you know which no one, no one said white lives don't matter. We, we would, we're addressing black lives because no one seemed to be concerned with those. You know, uh, hashtag may the fourth be with you. You know, showing how important Star Wars is to you. Hashtag Star Wars. Hashtag Star Wars nerd. All these things are slogans and and marketing, uh, uh, marketing tools that we all employ individually to advertise who we are and what our personality is and what our ego is into. Uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it it has, I'll say it's gotten, uh, gotten a little out of hand because, you know, honestly, no one cares. <laughs> I mean, people care, but not, not in the way that we think they care, you know. Um... I, I, what was funny to me is Instagram, they didn't skip the like and they went right to love, right? They use, they use a heart as the, uh, as the approval system, the approval rating. Aren't you think about this? Aren't you glad Instagram doesn't have thumbs down or what if it had like a heart with a line, uh, over like, you know, like a no smoking sign that would, that would be so foul if, if, cause you know, there'd be a lot more hate spewed. You know, you see, you see, uh, you know, some, some, some beautiful woman with a butt hanging out, um, you know, in her bathroom, you see, but the bathroom is all dirty. <laughs> She's fine in the mirror posing, but you see like her towel and drawers all on the floor. You know, you see that little rusty bar of soap. <laughs> uh, you see, you see like, <laughs> I was going to, you see Vagicilla. That's just wrong. Anyway, uh, but there would be so many people that would, you know, if there was a heart with a, a line over it, just, just hating for no reason. Just because they don't like it, you know. But that then begs the question, if you don't like it, don't look. You know, that goes back to my man Vlad. If you, you, you know, yeah, okay, you don't like it, don't watch it. 
You don't have to watch the whole thing. You watch you watch a minute. No, this isn't funny to me. To me, comedy is subjective. Most art is. Most art is not not objective. Most art is open to interpretation of uh, the individual and what they uh, what they what what their collective experiences have made them into, you know. And so, when you watch a comedian like my man Vladimir Kmano or myself or a Kevin Hart, listen. I don't want to hear anybody else talking about they don't think Kev is, is, is funny. I, mean, I ain't overrated. Hey, man. He's transcended. Kev Kev Hart. <laughs> Kev don't need to be funny anymore. Kev, Kev is one. You know, because he's transcended comedy. Um, he's he's now entered uh, the realm of entertainer where he's, he's a movie star. You know, and you got to respect the hustle. You know, the same way, say, for instance, um, I was, I was just, I, so boom. So shout out to, uh, actually shout out to my man, Sidney Castillo. Uh, he was, um, with my man, Marlon Wayans, uh, excuse me. And I said, you know what? And I'm, I'm usually careful with, uh, you know, I, I don't like when people put, put, uh, like they, they'll take a picture with someone that they just met and then they make it seem like they're tight and, and, and they'll post it. Uh, you know, uh, hanging with the big homie. <laughs> hey, hang with my dude. <laughs> no, but Marlon and I are cool. Are we friends? Are we tight? No. Do we send each other uh, messages on birthdays and, and holidays and Christmas? No, but we we are cool enough that I can say my man. So, um, so they were at Caroline's this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and um, and I swung through say what's up really to see my man Sid mainly but um it was good seeing Marlon as well and uh and and they and and Marlon says something <laughs> he says something funny that laid me out he was talking about the Meek Mill Drake beef and my man said Meek should have won because he's dark-skinned and dark-skinned dudes light-skinned dudes winning too much over dark-skinned historically so it's always nice when when uh when dark skin dudes win he's like he's like i mean number one meek he said meek is the color of violence <laughs> and i'm a dark skin dude yo but that's funny i don't want to hear nobody talking about man this self-hatred in the black community man just let it happen that that joint is funny <laughs> the color he's he's the color of violence <laughs> it's funny to me um, yo, so, and also shout out to my man, Harris Stanton, who features for me on the road often. Uh, someone said that, that Sydney is West Coast Harris. That was funny. Um, but Harris, uh, he, he recorded his first comedy album at Gotham Comedy Club. I was very proud to see the comedian he's become. Same with Sydney. I was very proud to, uh, to see, um, how powerful... Uh, a comic Sydney has grown into, and the same for Harris. Harris has really become a a a strong stand-up, you know, because you I'm used to seeing him only do you know 15 to 20, maybe 25 minutes at a time when we go on the road. Uh, so it was nice to see him, you know, see jokes in their extended form as opposed to the uh, quick, 
greatest hits uh, form. Because that's 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 what happens when you don't have a lot of time. You got to do these these quick versions, and that's also what happened. I'm sure to Vlad. The people don't realize it's hard condensing what might be a, a 10, 12 minute bit into four minutes of funny on a late night uh, talk show. My original point in bringing up um, uh, uh, Sydney and Marlon was that I remember I was I was tricked into going to see and I'll say I'll say his name you know I went I went to see um or look that's a damn shame you gotta ponder here is this is this going to be like I'm hating on him and it's not it's this opinion Nick Cannon was taping his comedy special now his first comedy special now I didn't know that he was. I didn't even know that Nick was doing stand-up again because I know Nick Cannon started as a as a uh, teenage stand-up. Um, so I always give him that dap as as uh, knowing that that's the foundation. Stand-up is always a foundation. And so I'm telling Marlon and uh, Sydney, we're in the green room, and I'm, I'm saying, yo, I remember my boy Hugh Moore. We were talking about Hugh. Big up Hugh Moore, the, 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 uh, the incredible... <laughs> And Hugh, this dude tricked me into going to watch um, Nick Cannon's comedy special. He was like, yo, I might have even said this on a, an old episode. Yo, um, yo, let's go to lo, go to Vegas this week. I had I had rented a uh, had rented a Prius um, when I was out in L.A. It was like pilot season. He was like, yo, let's go to Vegas. You got spots this week. I was like, nah, I don't have any shows at the factory or uh, or the improv. Yo, let's go to Vegas. So me, him, Rich. And did Rob go with us too? My man Rob. So three or four of us go up to uh, Vegas. And then Hugh's like, yo, we should go to Caesar's Palace. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Hugh, Hugh has the room. We like, we go. And then he's like, yo, I got to go uh, to this show. We go. I'm like, what show? He's like, yeah, Nick is taping a special. I'm like, man, I don't want to go watch Nick Cannon do a stand-up and here's why let me give y'all the the reasons this this will quelch anyone that thinks i'm hating on nick cannon because i'm not i'm just offering my opinion and i'm stand-up that's 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 my bread and butter so i have somewhat an ear to the street of who's out there who's who's on the road who's working out who's working on their material and at the time i did not in the clubs i had probably been doing for the last half year, six months leading up to going to Vegas, I had never been in a town where I saw um, advertisements for Nick Cannon doing stand-up. So when I find out that he's doing a comedy special, my immediate response is, well, how did he work out his material if I didn't see he was touring anywhere, right? So I don't want to go see a, someone, you know, get going going on half i want you this a special should be special not a regular huh i want to see a, i don't want to see a regular i want to see a special especially if i'm sitting in the audience for it because if i'm sitting in the audience and you ain't bringing it the first thought that's gonna pop in my mind is why am i here the second thought is this person has an opportunity why am i not shooting a special why am i out here watching their special when i should be doing a special of my own you know what i mean so uh, and, and thirdly, the, 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 the comedian in me is like, yo, dude, why you, why, why, 
Just why? So, and I and I foresaw I had never seen Nick Cannon do do. I don't think I'd ever seen Nick Cannon do stand up, but I heard things that I still can form an opinion for myself. Um, so I watched it, and what I saw was Nick Cannon had been working out physically. Nick Cannon was now uh, uh, in in good physical shape, so much so that. The, the special started with him wearing a tux. Midway, his his blazer was, was off, his shirt was unbuttoned, and he had a tank top. You can see, you know, he's, he's flexing the pecs a little. By the end of the special, this dude was wearing tuxedo pants and tank top, showing, showing uh, the arms, the guns. And this was right after, you know, he had married Mar Mariah, and Eminem was talking greasy about him about Nick MRI and so to me I was like oh this was Nick's declaration saying yo M yo M yo I'm in, I'm in the gym now I'm boxing now and I was like well then just say that don't 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 give us a uh you know stand up that is not you're not leaving some some leaving a mark now there might be people that are fans of Nick Cannon that that dug the special and hey God bless you know and then he did Denzel too and my boy Rich walked out I was like I right, I that's that that's one facet of me so I don't get mad when people are doing an impression of 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 a notable public figure you know um, did did he do it as good as your boy <laughs> well, I'll leave I'll leave that for you to determine <laughs> um. Yeah, so, so I told them that story, and and even Marlon agreed. Marlon said, you know, Nick, Nick, uh, ain't out there working out. You you can't just present your material for the first time and think you're gonna kill it. You gotta go out and work out, and that's I mean, you know, say what you want about Marlon Wayans. Marlon is out there, um, you know, putting in the work, putting in the time. So that when he, whenever he does do a comedy special, at least people can say whether people say they like it or whether they say they didn't, you can't say he didn't work hard to 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 iron out all the bumps. Feel me? Um, so what what was my original point? What was what was that? That's why I miss Michael and Bessie, because they keep me on track. <laughs> but everybody has to have room to grow, man. You know, Vlad was on there, and this is a big break, a big opportunity, and people coming on with their... I'm not, I was going to read a bunch of the comments. All right, you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll read. I, I will read a handful of these comments, all right? Just, just, just to show uh, context. I said, this guy ain't funny. Very creative and thoughtful jokes. Love it. Now, to me, that's what that's what you leave in the comments section, right? Uh, not really funny, though. I can feel the awkwardness. No laugh track. I was there. Because someone says later on in the uh, listing that there, there was a laugh track. A lot of people also, it made me realize how ignorant um, people are of, of how, how television uh, works and sounds. You know, a TV show and TV studios there is a lot of empty space, and and so um, sound does not always come through. And I and I don't know if this comedy show was done in the studio or done at a comedy club, how it was mic, 
but it sounds somewhat hollow. So, and laughter, look, ain't nobody gonna be laughing nonstop. <laughs> That's not how it works. Set up, set a punch, set up, tag, punch, you know. And so there's a, it's, it's, it's peaks and valleys, you know, much the way life is. That someone puts, that's going to be a no for me, dog. It was okay, but why did a Hispanic family name him Vlad? Then someone later on says, Vladimir is a very common name in a Dominican uh, household, uh, which, which, is, uh, which is true. Um, and then, and I, he's got potential, but also some work to do. But yeah, potential's definitely there. Also, shout out to the BX. We out there. <laughs> what? Yeah, not a strong dude, but y'all need to consider that he had only four minutes. That's tough for stand-up. So at least some people, Jimmy, you should have had Hassan Nanaz. What the? What does that have to do with anything? That's not, that's, don't, why would you piss on somebody else's opportunity by saying, like you didn't, now in fairness, you didn't say, I don't like this dude, but you just said that you should have someone that you like on. Like, people are, people are ridiculous. Then someone wrote, and I, I'm guessing um, that's some uh, East Indian, uh, someone, he did great. The machine is asking for money. Someone, sad, not funny, show the crowd, very funny. Most obvious fake laugh track, like like where people really wooing and clapping and stop clapping immediately at the same time. Same guy laughing over and over. Was there even an audience? Thanks for that, Air Canada 1J5. Yes, I did put that out there because, well, you put your name out. And that's the excuse people use. Well, if it's out there for the public, it's out there for my consumption. I can weigh in on it any way uh, I feel like it. Then you could tell... The uh, Latin contingency. I wonder how many Americans think this is funny. I think it's hilarious because I'm Hispanic. You can only get it if you're Hispanic. Ah, that's not true. Then I like I like this person, even though it's somewhat of a dissertation. Many feel sorry for him, but I feel sorry for the ignorant comments left here. We all have a starting point in our careers. I agree. If you come here to compare, you have all the right to do so, but be informed, educate yourselves about other cultures. Vladimir is a common name in the Dominican Republic. It is very apparent he's of Dominican descent. He's even wearing a Dominican flag on the left side lapel of his jacket. Now, sadly, uh, Global, who wrote this, how many people that are reading this even know what a lapel is? <laughs> you know? <laughs> how many of the people that are leaving comments um, don't think you spelled label incorrectly? And his starting jokes appeal to the Dominican community. It's very common. It's very common for immigrants to draw topics from their own cultures to make jokes about the way they become acculturated here in the U.S. At least he had an opportunity to show talent and skills. Now, comma, ask yourselves, comma, what talents and skills do I have? Peace. Oh, body blow. Body. Oh, you get. <laughs> that was from Global. All that to say, people, your 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 scathing commentary is showing that that's all you have is leaving comments under someone else actually doing something. Vlad set out to become a comedian, started doing clubs, black spots, probably urban spots in the city, around the five boroughs, moved on to uh, um. 
entering uh, entering into some of the mainstream clubs in the in the New York City area. Wound up getting invited, auditioned, and called back, and finally invited to perform at Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Wound up with a deal on uh, major network television. Whether the show went or not, let's call success what it is. The man is winning. The man is winning because he had a he had a dream. He's making that dream his reality, man. I um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, that that tirade would have would have been thorough had I not sneezed. He um he went out there, you know, and and honestly, f YouTube for giving people the the right to cast people down with their thumbs down, you know, uh, critiquing from a keyboard, uh, not even a keyboard, probably just a phone. That means you didn't even have the decency to sit at a desk and write it. You wrote a scathing criticism in line at Starbucks. Damn you, you jackass you. <laughs> that, how miserable is that? So F YouTube for the, the option of thumbs down. I'm giving you a thumbs down for giving that option uh, any light of day, YouTube. Now, that's not to say um, y'all shouldn't enjoy... Uh, any clips with Dean Edwards uh, out there on YouTube. I, I appreciate uh, the burn and love I receive on YouTube and the millions of viewers uh, that have watched anything that I ever did on YouTube. Uh, that's my disclaimer so that YouTube doesn't suddenly just flag everything I've ever been in. <laughs> anyway, let me know what y'all think. Maybe, am I, am I, am I wrong? And say, yo, what's up? It's me again. Scott LaRock, KRS, BDP again. Um, yeah, let me know what you think, man. What do y'all think of um of of the the culture of criticism that we live in currently? Because it does seem like everyone every everybody's a critic. Everybody got an opinion. Don't want to hear it, but you're gonna share it with me anyway. So yeah, man, let me know uh what you think in the comments. Uh let your people know about the Father Market Protocol. And uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. Check out some old episodes if you if you if you like. Uh, good looking out, money. Um. Oh, and shout out. Um. Shout out, to my man. Uh, Mark Theobald. They they completed their first week. Uh, on set shooting the Tracy Morgan show, and they're finding their rhythm. I heard uh, Cedric the Entertainer's killing it. Um, a shout out to everybody, uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, uh, my man, uh, uh, Maldon, Maldondo, I forgot his name, uh, now that's not my man, just, just, he's an actor, we met, it was, it was peace between us, um, and, uh, and everybody that's, that's rocking out, Jordan Peele, obviously, uh, you know, um, helped create the show, uh, so, yeah, I wish them success, and everybody over there, at Tibis, at TBS. <clears throat> and, uh, and lastly, uh, man, y'all, bro, we'll catch y'all in another Fun Monkey episode of Fun Monkey Protocol. Hey, I'm, uh, I, if, if I, you know, maybe, maybe I'll drop another episode on, like, Friday or Saturday, because I'm, I'm going to be at sea for a couple of weeks, and y'all know it's just a headache trying to drop episodes, um, while I'm at sea, so, so we shall see. Uh, scream at y'all Big love um, To everybody in Toledo that came out We sold out a couple of shows on the club. And shout out my man Royale Watkins uh, uh, My girl Kristen And uh, DJ Diamond For uh, 
100 show for Mixed Comics. Um, proud of y'all. Keep doing your thing. I'm proud of everybody listening, man. Hey, if you had had a bad day, I hope this, hope this this podcast may shed some light and give y'all some uh, love from, from, from Brooklyn all the way to wherever you're listening. Alright, all love. Two fingers, it's your boy, Young DZ, <laughs> Dean Edwards. I'll scream at y'all next time, alright? Two fingers.